Your words have the power to shape your future. Did you know that? If you didn't know that, I've got news for you because everything that you speak today impacts your future. So you have the ability and you have the power to control what you want to manifest in your future. So if you speak something positive, something that you want, something that you desire, something that is in line with the purpose that you have been created for, those things will manifest in your life. But on the other hand, if you speak vain things, you speak negative things over yourself, over other people, over circumstances all the time. For example, if you say, oh, but I just thought this negative thing is going to happen then that's exactly what's going to happen and that is going to be your thought patterns and you can change it. And in this episode, I give you some ideas how to change your words, how to shape your future to what you want and so that you can be in line with why God created you. So please stay tuned until right after the intro. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest. And now, let's move on to today's episode. Hello, this is Yanni here and welcome to today's episode of the Rise and Shine show. It's awesome to have you with me. It's awesome to be with you. And today we're dealing on the interesting topic of the power of words. And like I said in the, in the intro... Your words have the power to shape your future. And that is the truth. And you may know this or you may not know this, but everything that you and I speak every moment of every day has the power to shape our future. And it actually does shape our future. That's why to focus on what we speak and what we say is very important. It's not only important for you and for me, but it's also in, uh, important for our environment. It's important for our families. It's important where you work, in the workplace. You know there are people that are negative and they, they always think negative things. And those things manifest and it even influences people around them. But on the other hand, when there's someone that's positive, that's always seeing the opportunities in every single situation, those people actually shape the future for even the other people. And they can cancel the negative things, but it depends on you. And But here specifically today, I'm dealing with you. We're not going to deal on specifically on business and all these things, although you, and as you know, you impact your environment. You can impact where you work, your business. You can impact your community. You can impact your country. And that is really what this is all about. When you and I understand the power of words and that these words actually have the power to shape the future, then we will understand how important it is to get to the place where we speak the right words all the time. Now, you may ask, Yanni, but is this really possible? Yes, it is possible. But it may take a little bit of work on your, t on your part. It's not just going to jump on you or just fall out of the air, out of the sky. You and I have specific things that we need to do. And we have guidelines how to do this, where to do this, 
and even when to do this. Now, there's a very interesting uh, proverb that says, for as a man thinks in his heart so easy, and that's really true. And you will know when you look at someone, for example, someone that you know, you know whether that person, whether he's a negative person or a positive person, or whether she's a positive or a negative person. Because we are almost branded by what we speak every single day. Because words start with thoughts. So in other words, if you and I want to shape our words and get our words in line to get what we really want, what we desire for a, for a successful and a prosperous future, then we have to first of all change our thought patterns, change our thoughts, change our minds so that we can speak the right stuff all the time. Now just back to this, uh, this proverb that I just quoted for you, for as a man thinks in his heart so easy. Now I'm just going to give you a little bit of background because this you may know this particular proverb, but many people only take that little part and they don't look at it in the context of how it was actually given and spoken. Now, the, just prior to this, it actually says, eat not the bread of him who has a hard, grudging and envious eye or an envious heart, neither desire this person's dainty foods. So it's almost speaking of uh, I almost want to call it someone invites you into their house or into their presence and they say, look at all these dainties that I prepared for you, all these nice foods and all these things. Come, take part of this. But in his heart, he does not really want you to have this because he's got different thoughts. He's got other thoughts. And then it goes on and he says, as one who reckons, he says to you, eat and drink. So he's open and he says, come, eat and drink. But his heart is not with you, but he's begrudging the cost. And that is really showing forth what is meant by this proverb, for as a man thinks in his heart so easy. On the other hand, it's also true when you are in the presence of someone or you invite people and you really want to bless them, you really want to entertain them and you say, here is a nice meal, here's nice food, come and eat with me. And you mean it from the bottom of your heart. Those people are going to be blessed. Can you see where this comes from and what it really means for as a man thinks in his heart so easy? So when you want to do something, you put your whole heart into it. And then people will see it. People will experience the compassion and the love with which you do what you, what you do. And this is something that at one stage I got this picture. And I saw this picture of a painter, you know, with a canvas and a paintbrush. And all of a sudden I realized that painter has got a specific picture that he wants to put on that canvas. He's got it in his mind and he wants to transfer what's in his mind through this paintbrush onto the canvas. And that's sort of the picture that I want you to get today as far as your life is concerned. Because you've got a picture of what your life should be like or how you want your life to be. But on the other hand, we also need to shape our lives 
to the purpose that you and I have been born for. There's a specific purpose that you and I have. And when we fulfill that purpose, then and then only will we be happy, we will be successful, and it will not really be an effort to do what we need to do. Isn't that true? When you like something, when you love to do something, it just flows and you put more time into it and it's, it's not hard. It it's almost comes effortless. That's what I experience. I'm a hands-on person. I love doing things. And sometimes I'm so busy with, you know, doing uh, admin kind of stuff or studying or doing research. But when I get out and I, I just work in the garden or I do some woodwork or do something physical with my hands, it just does something in me. And that's what you and I need to do, what we are, uh, have been purposed for. That's what we need to focus on. But it's also, it's a process to get there. Now, just to get back to the paintbrush. So every stroke of that paintbrush, when that painter takes that paintbrush and he um, uh, dips it in, in the paint and he puts that onto the, um, onto the canvas, that is like our words. Every time you and I speak, it's like that paintbrush. We put a stroke on the canvas. It's different colors. It's different shapes. But in the end, it completes the entire picture. Isn't that a nice picture? I think it's, it's, it's awesome. And it, it really uh, gave me a better understanding of what our words are, how we can use our words to really paint that picture of our lives onto this canvas of life. Now, you can think for yourself, if you want a nice, say for example, uh, a mountain scene, and you want this, and you've got this picture, but you don't have the right colors, you don't have the right paintbrush, you don't exactly know how to put it there, you're not going to get there on that canvas exactly what you want there. And that is what we're dealing with today. So I'm going to give you a few uh, tips and um, ideas here how to get there. Now, first of all, I'm going to go here to Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Now, this is Paul the Apostle, and he speaks here, and he tells the people how they can get their thoughts and their minds in line with what they have been created for. And he says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So this is really the lives that we live and that we want to live. And this is how he says how God really wants us to live. And then in verse 2, he says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this is what I'm talking about. We, you and I, have to put some effort in to change our minds, to renew our minds. Now, why is this important? He even says this here. So that you may prove what the will of God is. And that is really, that's what I'm talking about when I'm telling you, you have been created for a purpose. Many people say you have to get 
your purpose. You must understand what your purpose is. But what I understand from that and what God opened up to me, he says it's more important what his purpose is for me because if I now all of a sudden understand my purpose, it's almost like, you know, it's a chip on the shoulder. I say, oh, you know, I know what my purpose is. Yeah, do you know what your purpose is? And that's not the focus. It should not be the focus because it's going to lead you astray because it's going to puff you up. But like Paul, the apostle says, yeah, so that you may prove what the will of, will of God is. That is the focus. What is God's purpose why he got you to be born at this specific time because it's a privilege it's a it's an absolute privilege for you and I to live in this day that we live in there's a lot of stuff going on around us and in other episodes we'll specifically deal on some of these things and how we can handle and how we can deal with these things with a proper biblical perspective and then he goes on uh what it what the will of god is that which is good and acceptable and perfect that's how we have to renew our minds so how we do that we do that with the word of god because god's word that's truth and when we take god's word and we apply that over and over and over we meditate on that that is when we will really get to where we need to get to and where we want to be. I'm also going to share with you a scripture here. I've dealt with this uh, many, many times. But um, this is it's very important that we understand how to do some of these things. Now, this is from the Old Testament, and this is Joshua 1 verse 8. Now, if you've listened to me, you'll know this verse is very special to me because for, for many years I've been uh, pondering on this specific verse where it's almost where God is speaking to Joshua and he's giving him specific instructions how to live his life, how to walk, how to be the leader that God called him to be and to fulfill the purpose that God has for him. Now, Joshua's purpose was to take God's people and lead them into the promised land. Now, just listen to this, what God is saying to him here. First of all, God says to him, uh, be strong and very courageous. That's the first thing. Because to do this is not for wimps. If you want to walk this road, it's going uh, to be tough at times. It takes courage. It takes tenacity. You have to stay in there. You have to be in there. And you have to keep on walking. And even when people tell you, listen, you're nuts. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know where you're going. You must know in your heart where you're going and what God wants you to do. So that's very, very important. The God says to Joshua here, and he says it to you and me. He says, I will never leave you. I will not forsake you. What I promised you, I will do. So please hear that today. If you want to do what God wants you to do, yes, it, you, it's going to take some stickability from your side, but God he is stickable. He is there all the time because he promises. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Now to verse 8. Here God speaks to Joshua and he says to him, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Now how do we do that? 
I at some stage thought, but how am I going to do this? How can I meditate on God's word day and night? It takes practice. Even when you're busy with stuff, you can pray in the spirit, but always think on what God wants you to do in that specific situation. It doesn't matter if you're in business. Every business transaction, God has got the answer for you. So if you stay open, you stay tuned to hear what God wants in that particular situation, you will hear his voice. You will know exactly what to do. And people are going to be astounded at the results that you give them. It's just a fact. It happens with me all the time, all day long. And, but it takes practice. Initially, I didn't know how to do it because when I started getting uh, really taken up in, in what I'm doing in, in my job, for example, if I uh, have to write something or do something physical, I was just, my mind was just going all over the place. But I had to train my mind to be focused on God all the time. And you know what? After a time, it started happening more and more to the point now where I can promise you that for me, I'm almost always aware of God in me and around me. And I'm always open to hear what he's telling me, where he wants to guide me, what he wants me to do, when he wants me to do it, who he wants me to contact and all these things. So it's possible from my example or my experience it is possible because if God says something, then he knows that it's true. He knows that you and I can do it. So let's just go back to this verse. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Now, why should you and I do this? Why did God tell this to Joshua? So that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. In the Amplified Bible says, so that you can observe, in other words, see everything that's written in there, so, and then do according to all that is written in it. That's why you and I have to focus on the word. I want to focus on the word because I know that is what I want. That's, that's where I find what I need for my uh, daily living for fulfilling the purpose that God has for me. Uh, so that you may be careful to do, observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then, now listen to this. These are the results and these are the results that you and I want. I want these results. And when you hear these results, you will know and realize that this is, this is what you want. This is what you want for your life. And that for you, of your family, of your children, of your children's children, for your communities, for your, for your country. For when you will make, for then you will make your way prosperous. So if I observe and do according to all that is written in uh, God's book of the law, then you will make your way prosperous. You will deal wisely. And you will have good success. That's the promise of God to Joshua. And you and I can take that. I've taken this for myself. And I can begin to see the results. If I look back every single day, I see these steps that I'm taking. And even in, in, in the evenings, Judy and I get together. And we, we write down at least five things that 
each one of us can be thankful for uh, that happened during that day. And just do that. Get into the habit of doing that because that is so powerful when you really have to start thinking, wow, but that's what happened there. That's what happened there. For example, yesterday, I was looking for, um, for studio lights. And I went to, to the places that I, that I knew, that I thought I would find what I was looking for. And I didn't find it. And as we were looking around and as we were driving, we, we stopped and we went into a shop. But right next to the shop, there was a lighting shop. And I went in there and there I found exactly what I wanted, even better than what I actually had in mind and at a much, much, much better price. It was just astounding to me how God led us to that because I said to him, Lord, here I am. This is what I need. This is what you know I need. This is what you put on my heart. And this is for, for what I'm doing. I'm here to enable you. This is what I'm doing. I'm enabling you to do what you need to do. And I need these studio lights for that purpose. So that is one example. So I'm really grateful for that. And I, I made a note of that. And then God goes on after he said, when you do these things, this is what you will be. You will be successful. You will be prosperous. And then he says to Joshua again, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So before he told him what to do, he said, be strong, courageous. I am with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Just be strong. After the fact, he says to him again, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. And if you go and look at this word, this made, it's very interesting. Um, let me just give you here. It means to be concerned and distressed caused by something unexpected. And when you go and look at, at some of the other dictionaries, it actually means to lay prostrate uh, before or in front or under a circumstance. That's what God actually says to me. He says, don't go and lie down and, and, and you know, think that you cannot do anything in front of these circumstances. He says, I've given you the power and the authority to trample on serpents. You have the authority to overcome this circumstance and to move forward. So that is there from... from um, from Joshua. That's very interesting. So we've dealt with a few things now. So I'm just going to start recapping here a few things. Remember our minds. You and I must renew our minds through the word of God so that we can think the right things, so that we can speak the right things. Why do we want to do that? Because we want to shape our future to get in line with the purpose that God has for our lives. And this is something interesting. As Judy and I were sitting and um, just chatting at, at some stage a few years ago, all of a sudden the Lord revealed and he said, words that you and I have spoken can never be withdrawn. And you know that. Sometimes it happens in a situation that you say something and you immediately know, oh, that was not the right thing. And you want to feel sorry for that, for yourself. And you want to retract those words. You cannot. You can say you're sorry. You can 
try to cancel those words, but it stays out there. And that is the main thing. When you and I speak, these words that I'm speaking to you here, although you may not see it, and although you may think it's not so, when you and I speak, our words go out and they are sort of radiated into the spirit realm around us, into the realm around us, and they never come back. They stay there. So when you and I speak, we make an impact. We make an impact in the realm around us, the realm that we cannot see. Because you and I are trained and we've almost been indoctrinated that the things that we can touch, those are the real things. And they're not. Everything that you and I touch today started in the unseen. God had a picture in his mind. Then he spoke those, those words out, that picture that he had, those thoughts. He spoke it out. And the moment he spoke it, that's when the thing started happening. That's when creation happened. And the same with you and I today. When you and I can see something, we can renew our minds and then we speak these things out. With us, it might, might not happen right away, but it will happen. It will happen because that's how God put everything together. So you and I have the ability, we have the power to speak what we need to speak. And uh, for example, if you have turmoil in your, in your life, in your heart, then you can change that. You can change that by just thinking on the right stuff. Let me just give you here uh, Philippians chapter 4, where Paul the pastor, he wrote this book to the, or this letter to the Philippians, and he says here, Finally, my brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence in if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Now listen to what he says. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So if you and I only think on these thoughts, First of all, there are two things that can happen. The peace of God will surpass everything that you understand. And it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And the second thing that Paul says, and most people that I'm speaking to, or that I have spoken to, don't know this. Paul goes on and he says, it's not only the peace of God that will surpass all comprehension and it'll guard your heart. But he says, if you do these things that you've seen in me, that you've heard from me, you see, if you practice these things, if you do it, then the God of peace will be with you. Isn't that amazing? So you and I have, have the ability to have the God of peace, God with us every single moment of every single day. Don't you want that? I'm sure you want. I want it. I want it in my life. And that is, that is the way that you get there. So look at the leaders. Look at the leaders and the examples that God has given in the scriptures. Learn from them. 
and apply these things. It is so, so important. Let's look here at um, another scripture. You're from Mark and chapter 11. Now, this is Jesus' teaching. Now, so here I'm giving you, this is red letters. This is what Jesus was teaching the people here. And this is um, the disciples and, and uh, they asked Jesus, but how are these things, how, how are these things, how do they work and so on. And uh, this, this whole story really revolves about Jesus uh, going to a fig tree and he was looking for fruits. But there were only nice leaves and he couldn't find fruits. And he cursed this fig tree. He said that um, this fig tree will never bear anything again. And it dried up from the roots. And when Peter saw this, he said, but Rabbi, look at the fig tree which you cursed. It's with it. And Jesus said to them, now listen carefully. This is the power and the authority that Jesus has given you and I too. He says, have faith in God. And then verse 23 of Mark 11. Mark 11 from verse 23. Truly I say to you, whoever, whoever, does that include you? It includes me. Are you a whoever? I'm a whoever. So it includes you. It includes me. Whoever says to this mountain, this mountain of circumstance, this mountain of even opportunity, be taken up and cast into the sea. In other words, just get out of the way and go and be cast into the sea. Why the sea? Because the sea is so big and so vast and so deep, you will never see it again. And this person does not doubt in his heart, but this person believes that what he or she says is going to happen. It will be granted to him. This is a promise. This is a promise. If you believe this, if you do this, it will happen. But again, where we started off, you and I have to renew our minds because we need to understand how God wants us to do this stuff. We cannot do it in our own ways, in our own, uh, how we think it should be. God has put certain things in place, just like gravity. When you and I jump up, we come down. When you throw a rock up, it's going to come down because there's a law, the law of gravity, and it just pulls it down. And there are spiritual laws. And when you and I understand these spiritual laws by renewing our minds, for example, just what I shared with you there from Philippians 4, if you and I think on these good things, then the peace of God just guards our minds and our hearts. When we do these things that Paul is telling us and that uh, he's giving to us as examples, then the God of peace will be with us. It's, it's, it's a spiritual law. It will happen. It has to happen, just like gravity. That stone is not going to float there in the air sometimes. No, it's not. It's going to come down. And then verse 24, Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, Believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Now, I've heard many people preaching on, on this specific verse and speaking on this. But you know what? 
I believe why many people don't see this happening in their lives is because we do not, the, the, the English word for that is, is to abide in God's presence, to be always be mindful of God, to meditate on the word day and night as, the, as God spoke to, uh, to Joshua. That we need to get there. You can't just, now I'm telling you this and you say, okay, I believe this and it's just going to happen. No, you have to make it your own. You have to, you have to get like a supernatural revelation, but you have to focus on it. You have to meditate on it and you have to ask God to open it up to you so that you can make it your own and it will happen. And once it starts happening and you continue in that and you persevere, it will not depart from you again. That's just a given. So the moment God reveals that to your heart and you receive that, it will continue. You will be able to walk in this all the time. And then he goes on and he says, um, wherever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. You see, there's another law. So you, when you do this, when God, even when God has given you a revelation on this, and now all of a sudden he shows you, but listen, you've got something that you have against someone. First go and forgive that person, and then you will get it. It's a spiritual law. I'm not saying it, and because I'm saying it, it should be, in, you know, it should work. It's a spirit, spiritual law because God gave it to us there. I trust that you are finding something. I'm, I'm getting to the end of this message, but I just wanted you to get this thing as well. When you and I speak, our words have power to shape our future, and it does shape our future. But we have the choice. We can decide. You can decide what you want your future to look like. You can decide whether you want your future to look like exactly what God purposed you to do while you walking this earth. And I have the same ability. Every single person have got exactly the same ability. Maybe let me just read you this quickly. This is from 2 Peter 1. This is amazing also. 2 Peter chapter 1. Listen to what um, the Apostle Peter says here uh, in this letter that he wrote here. He says, now he's an apostle, and he says here, to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours in the um, King James like-minded faith. Now that means you and I have received exactly the same faith, the same kind of faith, the same amount of faith as what the apostles received. I have received exactly the same amount of faith as what you received. No, not one person received more faith than, than another. It doesn't work like that with God. He is a just God and he gives you and me exactly the same as what he gave to the apostles. Um, let's go on. Because I want to give you this particular verse. And then he says here, Grace and peace 
be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. Now, this is mightily important, and I want you please to grasp this. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. You and I have to get into this close, intimate relationship with Jesus and with God. That's what he wants because that is where he reveals the stuff. He doesn't just throw it out there. Many of these things that I'm sharing with you, I only got a revelation on these things by spending time with him in the word. And then he started opening up. It's almost like if uh, you can remember, for example, if you're married, when you start first met your, your wife, even if, you, if you're just dating someone, when you first meet that person and you think, wow, this person I really like, you fall in love with this person, and then you start spending time with this person. And it's only in spending that, that time with that person close together, that is only when you really start getting to know that person. And it's exactly the same principle, exactly the same concept with God. It's only when you and I spend time with him, spend time in his word, that he starts revealing these things to to you and I. And it's not that these things are hidden from us. It's hidden for us. These things, they're there. It's not hidden. But they are hidden in a way that we need to get to really get to a personal knowledge of Jesus Christ, to get to know him. And then we will see how the things just start opening up to us. Now listen to verse 3 of 2 Peter 1. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. You and I have everything, everything that pertains to life, that you need for life and for godliness, for holiness, everything has been given to you. You're not going to receive anything more. You have it. You must just develop it. It's like, say for example, someone uh, discovers gold in a specific area. Now, someone must go in and they must develop that area and they must start digging for the gold. And it's exactly the same with you and I. It's there. It is inside of you even. But you have to start digging. You have to start getting it out. And the way that you do it, even here uh, in the latter part of verse 3, it says, through the true knowledge of him, of Jesus Christ, who called you by his own glory and excellence. That's the only way that you're going to get there. So you have everything to speak the right stuff, to do the right stuff. But you have to just get to the point where you get this knowledge, where you can get there. I think this is awesomely excited. And the last thing that I'm just going to share with you is from James chapter 3. And this is the reason why I'm sharing this with you is just to, to show you here that um, the tongue, our tongue is so, so, so powerful because what we speak has the power to either build up or it has the power to absolutely tear down and destroy. And he says here um, in verse, let's read, let me read to you here from 
uh, verse 2. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man. So you, you see, we have to develop that. We have to renew our minds every day. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. So God says, renew your mind. I've given you everything that you need for life and godliness. So God knows that you have it. So you can get there. And then verse 3, of James uh, chapter 3, verse 3. Now, if we put the bits into horses' mouths so that they will obey us, we direct the entire body of that horse as well. So when you put that uh, bit in the horse's mouth, you can steer that horse. You can control that horse to do exactly what you want it to do. Verse 4. Look at the ships also. Though they are so great and big and are driven by strong winds, they are still directed by a very small rudder wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. The inclination of the pilot desires. So in other words, your tongue is like this rudder. You can direct your life. You can direct your destiny wherever you want, wherever God wants you to direct your life. You have the ability and the power to do that. And then he goes on in verse 5. He says, So also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. So, how great, or see how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. So you can see this fire in a negative way, or you can see it in a positive way. When you speak the positive things when you speak God's word into existence then it's a fire that you set ablaze that the fire of God uh, is stirring up and it's good things that come from that but if it's negative stuff you're going to set some stuff in place that's going to be destroyed you're going to destroy your life you're going to destroy other people's lives and that's not what you and I want we want to build up we want to see good stuff happening for myself, for my community, for my family, for my children, for my children's children, all these things. And let's just go on. And verse 6, James 3 verse 6, And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the cause of our life. You see? And sets on fire the course of our life. And is set on fire by hell. That is what happens when you do negative stuff. When you do not do the stuff that God desires for you. Then it is set on fire by hell. And that is what you and I need to understand. You have the power to change your mind. You have to do it. God is not going to do it for you. He's given you all the tools to do it. And he's given you this message today. I'm speaking life to you. What I'm giving you here is from the Spirit. This morning I woke up and I was just lying and meditating still. And this is what the Lord said. He says, I want you to do this message this morning um, on the power of words. And that words have the power to shape your future. It actually does shape your future. So that's why I'm bringing you this message. So I encourage you, 
If you have to listen to this message again, please listen. I've given you a lot of tips. I've given you lots of direction. Take the stuff that really resonates with you. You don't have to go and make notes of everything. But as you listen, take notes of the stuff that really jumps out at you and work with those things to the benefit of yourself, of your family, of your community, of your country, to the glory of God. Because God is a purpose for you. That's why you live today. It's an amazing time to live in. There's lots of calamity. There's lots of negative stuff. But you know what? You and I have the ability and we have the power given by Jesus Christ so that we can change the course of history to the glory of God. I trust that you find something in this message to really guide you and help you to shape your future, the future of your family, the future of your country, to the glory of God. I'm looking forward to chatting with you in the next episode. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.